This is Mark McNeese with my co-host Rick Rose, and you're listening to another edition of The Twist. Welcome to another Twist podcast, everybody. Mark here with my co-host Rick on the line. I'm in, um, of course, I'm in rural New Jersey, and it's like it's sort of getting fallish here. The summer is fading, but yesterday was really warm. What's it like where you are? I know you're not in Madison. No, I'm not. And I was supposed to be calling you from Green Bay today, but I am in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Rainy. Just got back from a morning walk. Took a walk at 6.30 on the oak-lined, you know, avenues here. It's beautiful, but we are being affected by a storm, which by the time the podcast will air, will probably have happened. That's Hurricane Michael. Is that Michael? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. And it's bad, and it's affected here. And Mark, I've been stranded here three days. American keeps moving my flight. Really? I wondered why you were still there. Yeah, that's why. And I was supposed to be in, you know, doing a shoot for our kids show into the outdoors up in Green Bay. And I'm stuck. And it's nice. I get to see my friends. But let's hope I get out tonight at 620. We'll see. I'm going to hope. And are you a Packers fan, speaking of Green Bay? Uh, They lost this week, so therefore I'm not. But I am a Brewers fan because they're on a roll on their way to the World Series. Why do you ask if I'm a Packer Well, fan? because one of my favorites... Um, slurs you can't use anymore like like light in the loafers and stuff like that is fudge packer i've always loved fudge packer uh, mark no mark. it's fun isn't it fun oh yeah uh, okay. yeah anyways <laughs> um, <laughs> i kidding. it's fun we got i got yeah. a lot of stuff going on here we got a new our new cat we're having some little behavior problems trying to figure that out um and i've got a reading at the end of the month of my book black cat white paws and nice. um and here in Lambertville, there's a reading. And then um, Holly Palance rhymes with balance. The narrator of the book, the audio version, is going to be my first guest on a, a new um, interview-only podcast I'm doing called One Thing or Another. Because I have a column called One Thing or Another. I've been doing that for a long time. Life aging and the absurdities of it all. So, I've, you know, I love doing interviews. And um, I'm going to be doing just a, you know, regular, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to be weekly, but it's going to be interview podcasts. I got Holly Panels lined up as my, as my launch interview. And then author Marshall Thornton, who has a new scary uh, gay book out. It's not a gay mystery, but it's gay, it's gay, but it's like a horror novel. And oh, then we'll, we'll go from there, but I'm just letting everybody know to look for that. I think that's it. I'm done plugging myself. Well, I want to plug Lady Gaga. Boy, is she having a storm of great uh, reviews for Star is Born, which you finally saw yesterday, right? We saw it yesterday, and I loved it. I mean, I, you know, Frank liked it. Um, I really liked it. Now, I, he said, any Oscar no any Oscar winners? And I said, no, there's noms. I see, I see Bradley Cooper getting an Oscar nom for his role in, in Lady Gaga. I don't see winners in this. I don't think either of them oh, really. Oh, no, totally they, different. I they think. don't rise to that level. Come on. Oh, I mean, no, she she, does. they you were watch. really good, but they do not rise to best performance of the year level. Unless yeah, you're going to totally eliminate every black actor that, you know, an actress who was in the running, if there are well, any. Yeah, I was going to say, at this point in the game, and we're coming to a close around December, it starts to wrap up. There aren't any leads, really. There's Glenn Close, who may finally win her first Oscar, but I saw The Wife. With her, nothing compared to Gaga, in my opinion. I think Gaga's a shoe in and I think no, she will she's win. Not I do. I you know do what? She's going to she's gonna get the Golden Globe, just like Madonna did, who was not a good actress and never has been. Right. But Gaga will get, um, she'll get the Golden Globe, but not the Oscar. That's my prediction. You heard it on the twist. Yeah, you hear my prediction on the twist that she will win the Oscar. So we'll, we'll revisit this the day after the Oscars. And but... she will be universally reviled. Yeah. If she does. <laughs> But hey, she, no, she's very... she's really good. I saw her in the American Horror Story series. 
uh-huh. and I saw her. I think something else I saw her in, and I thought, well, she's kind of like another Madonna. She's not really a good actor, but in this one, she was fabulous in A Star Is Born. I I didn't like it that he killed himself, but it's oh, oh Mark, spoiler, <laughs> alert. Not, not, yeah, spoiler! I can't alert. take it out. I can't take it out. Well, you can spoiler alert it in the spoiler in the alert, folks. Blurb. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, I don't have geez. time for that. Um, well, people should know this is the fifth remake or the. You well, know, there's, he dies in every one. He dies in every single one. Yeah, so. that that doesn't change. But there actually was a fifth movie. I didn't know. You know, there's Gaynor's movie. Is so it Gaynor and then uh, Garland and then Streisand and then Gaga, what, oh, Joanne, whatever her last name is. Uh, but but there was one called. Uh, something about Hollywood that was actually a predecessor back in 1932, directed by George Cucker, which I didn't know. Wow, but the I movie made 43 million dollars this weekend, and it only cost like 36 million to make. So, well, and I thought uh, I thought this, the um, Judy Garland was the original, and it wasn't. No, there was two before it. What price Hollywood? That was the very first one. Wow. And up until Garland, they were actors. They weren't. They were actors. No, I know they wasn't about music. Right. So it's a good movie, though, folks. Go see it. Support yes, God and that God. was one of my headlines, so we took care of that. Yeah, but don't don't forget to put spoiler alert on because you're going to make no, a I lot won't, of people but also mad the headlines you. are after. I mean, I know we're, we're jumping into Lady Gaga. Oh, I know, but I just want to, you know, you were bragging about yourself, so I'm bragging about my alter ego, okay? Okay. It's you know how I love You do know I love her, like mad No, I know that. You're her. crazy about her. Uh-huh. She okay. knows it, too. Yeah, she does, I'm sure. Um, so let's... Let's, yeah, let's get, some get into our yeah, no, no, let's what? No, we're not doing the headlines. We're talking about. I'm talking about Lambertville. You remember oh, the show God. was rejigged. We're doing oh, reviews geez. and stuff. So my big thing is Halloween in Lambertville, New Jersey. Yeah, it's coming right around the corner, right after your birthday. Happy birthday month again. Thank you. I'll be 60 this year, but it's already started. I mean, Lambertville. That's why it's a topic for me. It's not just oh, I like Lambertville. It is a serious, mad Halloween town. They, the mm. skeletons start going up the first day in October. There's a street called Union Street that um, is like one of the main streets there. It's not the commercial street. That's Bridge Street. But Union is like this, you know, multiple block row, and everybody on the street goes crazy with Halloween directions and the, mm. uh, decorations. And there's like one of them. You know they put this stuff in storage. I'm not talking about little cutouts that you buy at the, the drugstore. We're talking zombies and skeletons and whole families of ghouls. And like there's this one house that they have to have a storage place unless they have a really big basement because it's a major production. It's like Universal Studios stuff. Uh, but it's all that way all up and down the street. And so all month long, tourists and locals, too, because we love walking around and looking at everything, just go up and down Union Street, taking pictures of all these insanely, uh, you know, devoted Halloween decorations. And of course, my book is set at Halloween in part because of that, because this is like, you know, it's there's a, I'm sure there's a Christmas town somewhere, probably a bunch of them. But this is a major thing. And if you're in anywhere near Lambertville, New Jersey, it's across the river from New Hope, Pennsylvania. And 15 minutes from where I'm recording this, uh, you got to go. First of all, I love Lambertville as a town. But this is really something to see. It's it's a way above and beyond. And it's Halloween in Lambertville. Dig it. Dig it. It sounds more like, you know, Mardi Gras season. Because, you know, we store our stuff down here in Louisiana and... Uh, yeah, great, great stuff around the country. Uh, you know, Halloween's great, but that's so cool. Are you guys going to go and participate? Well, I'm doing the reading. I mean, we're going to, yeah. our friends Jerry and Sean are coming um, that Halloween weekend, or actually the weekend of my birthday. Uh, the, but um, the reading is on the 29th, and uh, 
we always walk around and take, they love it. We always walk around and take pictures because it's not something you're going to see very many places. Very good point. My review is actually of something that did happen. It happened this weekend. The reason I'm down here in Shreveport and still stuck. Um, and you asked me to talk about it. It's Louisiana Film Prize. Um, largest cash prize for a 15 minute or less short film. Uh, it's got to be a fictional film. It can't be a documentary. Um, we did one, Mark, two years two years ago. Uh, we uh, did one based on a true story, and it was awesome. But this festival pairs down the top 20 films. Then over the course of a weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, you can watch two slates, the orange slate and the teal slate. And then once you've watched all 20 movies, there's 10 on each slate, you come to the street and you vote. There's also best actor categories, best visual effects gets a prize. But it's a $50,000 prize for the winner. Uh, which is quite substantial. The only thing is it has to be shot down in Shreveport, Bossier City area. But um, it's awesome. A gentleman named Johnny Stapleton, this is not a spoiler alert, because on Sunday morning at brunch, they have a huge brunch. They announce the winners. Uh, they give away um, to five films, but this year they extended it to seven. They give away a cash prize to ask them and encourage them to come back next year if they make another film in the prize festival. Um, they can use that money for it. And then they announce the top uh, films. And then from that, Funky Butt was the film that won this year's uh, Louisiana Film Prize. Uh, Johnny Stapleton from uh, California. Very funny, wonderful, sweet movie. But a shy young girl who's left with her eccentric grandfather where her mother was way at work. And then they go up to the attic and find his trumpet. And he starts playing it. And every time he plays his magical trumpet on the streets of Shreveport or in the nursing home or wherever he may be, everyone gets up and dances the Funky, funky Butt dance. Great movie. But I do want to say, mark your calendars, it's early October, they haven't announced the dates, but this festival has grown into a huge street festival with four or five different movie venues, and then we've added the Louisiana Food Prize, which I partly helped co-create, which is a battle of five top chefs that are selected over the course of the year at different dinners, and people vote, then those five come, they get a basket of food, much like Chop, then they cook off, and, and there's a winner for that. Um, this year's winner actually is named Jacob Moser. He's from a restaurant called Frank's Place down here, which does incredible Cajun food. And then they also do a music prize. And the music prize this year was won by a local band, believe it or not, called Ricky Lott and Tipsy, the band. Um, they won the music prize. Chef wins, I think, 5000 The music prize wins 2500 But like I said, the big part is the movie maker wins $50,000, Mark. Exciting. And do you watch the Food Network? I do. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but like if I'm just being guilty, pleasure in bed, I'll turn it on. And I do like the Food Network. Are you above television? Is it beneath you? It's called Over the Top now. <laughs> no, that's a new name. It is. That's the new name for anything streamed. Uh, yeah. Oh, you is. stream stuff. I thought you were saying like, you know how there's some people I don't own a television. I thought maybe well, those you were are one of those. Yeah. That, that, I'm, I'm more of a cord cutter, so I do stream stuff. Yeah, but... I mean, I'm not like, but I'm also not a Netflix binger. Now, I will watch Making a Murder, like we talked about. That's coming up. Um, You've never cut the cord with me. No, I will never cut that cord, Mark. Mark, Mark. I, I asked about the Food Network because we discovered it on the cruise that we just went on because the TV offerings there were pathetic. I mean, we're talking right. like six channels, and uh, they got to fix that, by the way, Royal Caribbean. Mm. And um, But one of them was the Food Network, and you know... Frank, we have the TV on all night. I don't care what anybody thinks about it. That's our life. Uh, so we had the Food Network on all night because I could sleep through it. And we just got really into it. Like, And they're doing the Halloween Wars now and the Halloween Cupcake Wars. And Chopped is okay, but the Halloween stuff is really fun. And John Henson's on, on the Halloween 
um, Bake Off, whatever it is. And he was on Talk Soup years ago. Probably you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but I know Talk Soup. I auditioned for Talk Soup, as a matter of fact. Really? Well, he was the, one of the hosts for like a year, a couple of years. Yeah, I kind of remember it's, that. It's good to see that he's still working. That's my point. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's a good network. There's so much specialty TV out there. You know, it's, it's fun. Now, are we ready for some headlines? Let's hit it, man. This is the name for the Twist podcast. We named it this way, folks. Uh, news yeah. and opinion with a twist. Now it's reviews with a twist. Why not? So, um, you know, mine, I got, I don't, I don't have that many, um, but, and some of them are political because it's been, it's just, it's so hard not to be. Um, Houston City Council bans the sex robot brothel. I didn't know if you saw oh, that from yes, the Houston Chronicle. Houston City mm-hmm. on Wednesday, this is last Wednesday, I believe, updated its rules on sexually oriented businesses to um, ban robot brothels <laughs> so do you think any of the robots are male uh no not anything i've read i don't think they have a male brothel yet with robot dolls but i think they're working on it i think there's ro- i think there are robot dolls well it costs more <clears throat> now i'll run through mine and get it out of the way a uh, big boy did you see this trump big boy trump caught with toilet paper on his shoe boarding air force one did you no, see that? oh my god that's hilarious no did they have video out no, but there's a picture of it. The picture was oh, all over geez. the place. And oh my god. I don't normally this is the kind of thing that I would think would be beneath me because it's one thing to ridicule Trump over all any a million other things, but the fact that he's got toilet paper on his shoe, it happens. Shit happens. Um but it was funny. It was funny to see him climbing the stairs. Uh, it brings him down to earth. He's not some he's not some kind of you know large he's not huge. He's just a human being who takes a crap and gets toilet paper on his shoe. Oh wait a minute, uh, Melania. <laughs> speaking of speaking of shit, uh, Melania was went to uh, where'd she go? And oh, she went to Malawi. Yeah. yeah, she went to Malawi, yeah. and she was greeted with a, a sign that said "Not a shithole." That comes from his uh, his comment about shithole. Oh, that's right. And then that's really kind of it for me, except that at the you know I wanted to my quote is about is for about Susan Collins because uh, that whole fiasco, and now of course the Republicans are. Suppo- reportedly thrilled that the Democrats or the protesters, see, I don't see them all as Democrats. They were protesters and they have a right to protest. But of course, the Republicans, everybody spins things the way they want to. So the Republicans now, starting with Donald Trump, are spinning the protests over Brett Kavanaugh as, you know, this unhinged Democratic mob. They say Democrat. It's bullshit. There's no such thing. It's de- It's the Democratic Party. Uh, but anyway, so they're using that now, trying to trying to get their base all riled up, even though I don't think it's going to last because they got the guy. They got Kavanaugh on the court, so they're not going to stay pissed forever. And Trump, all he deals his his main his 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 default is fear. That's what he that's what he sells. And uh, he's selling fear of the Democratic mob. Uh, to try and get all these these specifically white um, aggrieved people, men especially, to go out and keep control of the Senate. I think I'm pretty sure they're going to lose the House. I don't place my bets until the very last minute. But the Democrats got to take the House, or or this is going to be a shitstorm. But still, I never expected them to take the Senate. But anyway, so now they think they're going to keep the Senate and gain some seats and all this other crap. But um, yeah. Susan Collins is a fraud. Do you want me to go on? Do you want me to, or do you want to do your headlines and stuff? No, since you're on the subject, go ahead. Let's let's hear. I've never I mean... bought. I've never bought into Susan Collins ever. She's been, you know, and I, th- I even thought of calling her a tease, but then I thought it's the Me Too movement. It's their moment. If if is it is it like 
is it like insensitive to call someone a tease? I don't think so. It's, I mean, the first thing you think of is dick tease. That's why, cock tease. Oh, geez. But no, really, that's where, I think that's where it comes from. But she is a tease and she's been doing it for years and years and years. She's played this moderate. I think she loves the attention. I really do. I do too. Because like Lisa Murkowski, she, um, she ended up voting no, but she doesn't play that game. And I respect Lisa Murkowski. I really like her, even though she's a Republican and, you know, goes along with their agenda. I respect her as a, as a mind and as a senator and as a woman and a person. But Collins has been playing this card forever. And then she gets all the attention. She gets a 50-minute rambling, please shut up speech in, on the Senate floor. Uh, she betrays uh, Blasey Ford and uh, basically insults her and every every survivor. Um, and then she votes no. And I read somebody, I read, somebody just said, why didn't she just say, uh, Ford's lying, I'm voting for Kavanaugh, and be done with it, really. And she did this crap with the ACA too, which I even... I'm just as angry about because she she played like the the savior of the of Obamacare by voting no. But you know what she did like a month later? She voted for a tax bill that eliminated uh, the mandatory um, penalty. On oh, really? Oh, I my guess God, I didn't yes. know that. Oh, Rick, oh. come on. It was in the tax bill. They, it's oh, ca- yes, yes, I got it. The mandate. I do. It's called the mandate. And you had to either buy insurance or pay a penalty. Now, the mandate is still there because it's it's part of the written law, but the penalty's gone. So you don't have to buy it. Nobody's going to, you don't, you, there are no consequences to not buying insurance. And it really had a, a you know, had a very uh, detrimental effect on the ACA. And she voted for the goddamn thing. So she's a con and a fraud. And she, she does this. She did the same thing, and then I'll move on here. But she did it with, with that ACA vote, too. She said, well, Mitch McConnell promised me that he would have a he would consider my bill to prop up the insurance industry. She fucking knew she was being lied to. If she didn't, she's stupider than she uh, she seems. Um, and she's doing that now, too. I read some. She thinks that Kavanaugh is going to help, uh, help them have fewer five to four decisions. Give me a goddamn break. So goodbye, Susan. I donated $20.20, 2020, get it? To there's a crowd, there's, it's called Crowd Pack. It's a, it's to fund her opponent in 2020. It's got three and a half million dollars and $20 of those are mine because oh, I, wow. I want her gone. And then I saw somebody and, and else on face or somebody on um, the, the Daily Beast or whatever said, isn't it kind of sexist to be picking on? No, no, it's not because Susan Collins is the one who took a, who took 50 minutes of airtime to, and to basically say Blasey Ford got, you know, assaulted by somebody, but she's too, too much of a lame brain to know who it was and then vote for Kavanaugh when she should have just done it in the first goddamn place. So it's not sexist to pick on Susan Collins. We're going to get rid of her ass. And here's a, here's a quote. Here's my quote. It's from Charles Pierce who writes in the Atlantic. I love this guy. He, cause he's funny, but like really true at the same time. He says, he says things that are very hard to, to uh, have to deal with, but he's funny. And he wrote, quote, Collins's speech is going to go down as a landmark in the annals of congressional smarm. It was too long. It was badly delivered. It made little or no coherent sense. Beyond the aesthetic, it was a suicide note delivered on behalf of her entire political identity. This was perhaps my favorite passage. And by favorite, I mean completely detached from any possible empirical reality on any plane of existence in this particular universe. Quote, 
from Susan Collins. My fervent hope is that Brett Kavanaugh will work to lessen the divisions in the Supreme Court so that we have far fewer five to four decisions. Charles Pierce said, my fervent hope is that I will awaken tomorrow with six pounds of gold in each of my shoes, but I'm not counting on leprechauns. Oh, that's so funny. Dump her. Dump Collins. Hashtag. You know, a couple comments on that, not even related to the vote or her speech. It's like, you bring up a good point. Even though our two senators elected per two, each state gets two senators, they still represent us as a nation. And so you do have, you know, the right to have feelings about those people or to fund campaigns for or against them. And I think that's interesting. It's a small little comment I'm making on your, on your, uh, your you know, you're your talking about her. But it's true. I mean, every senator really reps our entire co- country. We have to remember that. Second and, thing I was. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, because no, I'm going to I'm going to say something, but go ahead. Uh, and the second thing I want to say is uh, I it was talking to my, my friend Tootie, who actually won the first food prize uh, many years ago. I, I know you met Chef Tootie when we went to Robinson Film Center when you were in town. Abby Tootie Fruity, so. absolutely. Tootie Fruity. But anyway, mm-hmm. we were with talking the, a booty. lot about <laughs> those in our lives, you know, that are still supporting Trump and supporting this whole movement or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what you want to call it. But they're like, I don't want to talk politics. They're the first to say, I, just, oh, of I course. don't want to On talk Facebook, about it. They all say, I don't want, oh, it's At, Facebook. It's so political and I don't want to and, be political. And and that's the thing. It's not politics here, folks. You are backing poor characters. You are backing people who are downright demonic and evil and mean-spirited. That's the problem here. This is not about their politics. This is about, I'm talking specifically about the, the leader of our nation. Awful, terrible, disgusting, gross person. You don't want to talk about it because you don't want to realize that you're supporting a, well, a demon. Anyway. A couple, two quick things. It's my rebuttal. I think we get that in court. Um, yes. One is that the other thing I've noticed with some of them, because uh, I have friends. I'm not going to unfriend them and family members. And they'll, they basically when Trump is like obviously, when undeniably an asshole – They'll say, "I wish he would be more delicate," or "I wish, yeah, he would yeah, be, yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. he would." But Stop what they're saying, what they're saying when they say that is that they just want they want him to. They're not holding him to account for who he who he is. He really they're just is. saying, "Keep it in the closet." And yeah. I'm like, "Come on, man! That's what's the difference? There's no difference. He might as well say this vile shit that he says, and don't. And then you're going to say, "Well, I just I wish he wouldn't tweet so much." How about take an issue with what he tweets? Now, the other thing is that as far as the senators go, you know that the way our government is set up, each state gets two senators. So you've got a state like Maine or I'm yeah, Rhode Island, you know, these little tiny states with, you know, a half a million people in them. And then you have a state that's got 30 million people in it with two senators. So these little states with these two senators have this enormous power that is that the other state that the big states don't have. Right. And um, that's a good point. That's a really good oh, point. It's, oh, it's horrible. The, the House is, is much more representative well, of the populations. Yeah. But the Senate very... is the Senate is a very undemocratic institution and, and it was designed that way. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking it and not knocking it. I'm saying it was designed that way. It was a compromise because the small states were afraid they were gonna just be ruled, you know, overruled by the big states. But it gives somebody like Collins this enormous amount of power, and I have no issue funding donating to outside um political campaigns i would donate to Beto o'rourke we have to why would i only donate to new jersey people who are going to win anyways except menendez is in trouble but like if you're in new york why are you going to donate to cuomo's campaign he's going to win why are you wasting your money i know that's why that's why i want to comment i think it's awesome okay let's talk about a candidate up in illinois he did a contest for gubernatorial 
uh, seat. And J.B. Pritzker, who's actually the Democrat running, he's a super wealthy man. Do you know about this guy? No, tell me. Well, he's going to pay back Cook County, the county in which he and his wife lived, 330000 in taxes. He avoided them because he had toilets removed from a property, so it be considered unhabitable. He bought a mansion next to his current mansion, took the five toilets out. He wants the house someday, but he didn't want to pay all the taxes on it until he decides what he's doing with the house. So he's come forward. He said, I will pay the taxes uh, because really he was cheating and ripping off, ripping off, uh, you know, proportionate money that he should be giving to uh, to the community. Anyway, interesting. Here's one. I love this story. Wait, what? Alligator found swimming in Lake Michigan. How wow. it got there, I don't know. Yeah, this happened on Monday. A four-foot Cayman alligator was rescued Monday from Lake Michigan. I was swimming near Waukegan, Illinois, just south of the state line of Wisconsin. So I don't know, Mark. They must be following me from Louisiana to Wisconsin. I'm sure that's what it's well, I think about. it is you. They're trailing you. They're like the toilet paper on Trump's shoe. Well, this guy, he's from Chicago. Uh, he was out kayaking about 9.30 on Monday morning when he discovered it. At first, he thought it was a dead fish. Uh, they did remove it. So here's the interesting thing. Of course, the animal was being moved to the Wildlife Discovery Center at Lake Forest. Down here, I'm talking to a friend the other day, my friend Lee. Hopefully, she's listening to the show today. She's like, oh, yeah, Rick, uh, Dan and I, her boyfriend and her, outside their house. They live on the bayou that comes right off of uh, Cross Lake. They saw their a little alligator friend that comes up. And we don't remove them there. It's just part of life. So it's funny. We're different. Different parts of the country treat things differently. Um, love this headline. Gay penguins kidnap a chick. I saw that. Trey parents in Denmark Zoo. Yes. Crazy. I mean, when you look at animals and you, you, you know, uh, I was on my walk with my friend Jody this morning and talking about it, the animal world replicates the human world. These two saw this baby abandoned and they went and they got it and they raised it. Now, when the two other parents showed back up and decided to be better uh, caretakers of their birth baby, um, the zoo decided to give that baby to them. But uh, the zookeeper felt bad, so they did find another baby that was, uh, I think, parents died or something, and they gave it to the gay couple. So the gay couple does have uh, their own penguin that raises their own child. Now. But isn't it just like the gays to steal a child? I know. I'm surprised that hasn't been twisted into that story yet. Uh, I love this story. Eight-year-old girl becomes barber. She went to a barber class with her brother, who was old enough to really uh, study being a barber in North Philadelphia. He decided to back out, but she said, no, Mom, I want to be a barber. She stayed, took the class, and now she's giving free haircuts to kids in uh, her neighborhood. Love that story. And her mom says, I, I only hope that you know she can continue that drive all her life because it's pretty cool. Um, a story that comes right out of Shreveport. I love this story. I don't know if you saw this. Spoon River Anthology. You know the book? Uh, the name. You know, I'm yeah. busy. Yeah. Edgar Lee Masters. It's a first-person narratives uh, by dead residents of a town. My friend Jody, who I referenced earlier, who you know, she was in our film. She teaches it for her theater class here. But this guy found this book and returned it to the Shreveport Library 84 years after it was checked out. How cool is that? What, do you owe, what did he owe them, though? Well, they let him off the hook. They didn't charge him for it. They were glad he brought it back. He brought it back October 1st. Uh, isn't that a cool story? His mom had, had stored it away, and it, you know, he was cleaning out her things, and there it was. But did she steal it? You think she's a th- she was a thief? Or she no, just forgot? I, I think she just forgot to return it. Okay. Because I'm crazy. You know. I know. No, I think she was innocent in all this. And I love this headline. Don't drink and fly. Tipsy birds cause havoc and crash into windows. This is going on uh, in Minnesota. These birds are eating this berry, but the berry came out too soon this year, so it's still kind of 
poisonous, not really poisonous, but still kind of like an elixir. And these birds are literally eating these fermented berries and crashing into windows. Uh, people are posting about it. Some of the tweets have been, big bird operating a motor vehicle in an unsafe manner. Another tweet was, Tweety acting as if 10 foot tall and getting into confrontations with cats. <laughs> I like that. That's hilarious. Tipsy birds in the state of Minnesota. And my last story uh, is actually about, um, it's good, Mark. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. I was going to just do a little travel preview here, like, you know, because travel is part of the show. FOMO, uh, oh, I don't know. Is that the organization? No, actually, I'm sorry. It's not. It's a group called Earth. It's a millennial-focused travel media platform. You know, things aren't just magazines anymore. They're media platforms. Well, they look at the algorithms of who's searching for what, and then they look at who's book trips and all that. Well, they've come out with the top 10 travel destinations for millennials. Uh, they looked at the, the pattern of over 100,000 millennial Instagram followers and looked at the metrics for it, and they discovered that Tulum, Mexico... With its beach, its jungle, its Mayan ruins, trendy restaurants, and fabulous shopping, it says, is actually the number one destination for millennials. So if you're avoiding millennials, do not book your ticket to Tulum. If you are a a millennial, you may want to head down there because it's known for its bachelorette parties and its clay spa and number one destination, followed only by Amsterdam, Netherlands, number two, and the Greek islands, number three. That's where the millennials are traveling these days, Mark. I'm uh, going to book it. And by the way, you just mentioned something that made me think about A, a Star is Born. <clears throat> you mentioned bachelorette parties. I thought it was really cool in this movie that he meets her in a drag bar. I and, love it. And she was friends with the drag queens. And I did you, one of them I recognized. He was oh, in, yeah? you know, that little, that, that mini series, those 15 minute shows. You turned me on to it and then Frank and I watched all of them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, the East, um, East Enders. East, East Enders or East Siders, East Siders. Yeah. He was in that. He was, the oh, drag, cool. he was the drag boyfriend of that sort of dumpy director guy. Oh, so, yeah. <clears throat> but I thought it was really cool that they were just a natural accepted part of that movie. So um, I love that. And I also just, I just happened to see this. I know we're done with the headlines, but we started to watch the AMAs and then we ended up watching other stuff. But Taylor Swift, I missed this. Apparently when she won, um, she just broke the record for a number of AMAs received by by a female artist. But she told people to go out and vote. She told them to go out and vote. And I think that's awesome. Good for you, Taylor. I'm liking her again. You know what I mean? I was sort of the whole Katie, the Katie Taylor thing. I wasn't sure which side I was on, but I'm really digging Taylor right now. I've always liked her. Speaking of Katie, I know we got to move on here, but uh, Katie Hepburn. Of, uh, no, Katie. Tell me, Katie Perry. A star right? is born. <laughs> You're talking about Katie Perry, right? Yes, I'm kidding. Of course, she's given up singing for a while. Oh my God, no. Yeah, I just heard the story yesterday. I didn't hear all the details. I could Google it real quick. Uh, your husband should know. You know, and 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 you know, as much as I brag about Gaga, you got to listen to uh, Frank's review, Mark's husband's review, because he was in the. In this industry, you know, he was in the, well, he still is in the music industry. So maybe, maybe he does know more than me, but I, I, I just think it was a great movie. But so, she, um, anyway. I, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say, I, Katie should give up judging because that American Idol sucked. Well, yeah, well, here, here it is. Just, you know, we got to let people know. And then I will end with my quote. Katie Perry says she's taking a break from music. Uh, she isn't focusing on making her next hit album. Uh, she's been on the road for like 10 years, so she's going to chill. She's 33 years old, time to take a break. I will say this too about Gaga, by the way. She's only had a 10-year career. I mean, like, as oh, far as being you, in the- Speaking of that, like you said Frank's in the business. I remember when he and I were first together, 
we're talking like 10 plus years ago, we went to the DJ convention in Atlantic City. And she was there, right? She was performing at like midnight. She was like this little, this barely known commodity performing at a, you know, one of the shows they do. The, I guess you'd call them... Um, like a Not, showcase. Like or a showcase. Whatever. She's doing a showcase yeah, yeah. at the DJ convention. Now, and then like two years later, she's Lady Gaga. So I feel touched personally. Well, yeah. And that's about the time, you know, when she started getting fame to steal her title. She only had a 10 year career and look at what she's accomplished from the national anthem to the movie. You got to admit, I mean, very few critics, very few negative critics. No, out there and you know, her. Success, is, like her. success is the best revenge. I don't, she may not be into revenge, but Madonna was such a bitch to her. And and like, come on, she's 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 such a better actor, and she doesn't need Madonna's approval. So, anyways, no. And it. even my friend Mike, who's I'm sure listening to the show, Mike Reynolds, you know, he loves Madonna, but he admits after seeing the show that uh, how humble she is. And if you look at like all the standing ovations she's received, and she's she a is humble. humble. She's person. humble. She's very real. Madonna's like always had this sort of fake ass element to her, <laughs> even though I like her. I always liked her, but she's like 60 now, and she's still trying to be like, I'm a Donna bitch. No, you're 60 years old. Uh, Take a kitty pair. Take a kitty pair. Find a, find a second, Take a, little break. a third career. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, is that yeah. the end of the show? Yeah, I got a little quote here, okay? Oh, please. I'm sorry. I forgot. I totally forgot. We're only 35 minutes into the show. I know you worry about it, but you know, no, we have I followers. don't care anymore. People can, if, if they didn't make it, if they're going to make it to 35, if they don't make it past the first five, 10 minutes, they're not going to listen to 40. It doesn't matter. Well, you remember our big followers, Ken and Courtney, they said make it longer because they like to hear it all an hour if they're doing something. You know? And by the way, the audio today is really good. We got to Skype whenever possible. Oh, that's you awesome. Sound or really I got to just, I got to, well, maybe because I'm in Louisiana. I sound better in Louisiana. Maybe I should just keep staying here and pretend my plane's canceled or something, you know, and never make it home. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, shout out to Shayla. Gal, I met on an airplane from Dallas to Shreveport once. She has anxiety like me and we sat next to each other and I warned her I had anxiety and she's like, well, guess what? So do I. And we we just bonded. You know, sometimes you meet these people on planes and you like think you're going to stay in touch and get their number or whatever, and you don't. Well, Shayla and I have stayed in touch for the last six months or so. Shout out to Shayla, because guess what, Mark? Last week, she listened to our podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so I'm going to find out from her if she thinks we should go more than 35 minutes or not. But neither here nor there. My quote relates to books. Um, it's a great quote, because this, this story about this 84-year-old book, for whatever reason, it touched me. You know, it's just cool to think, that there's still books out there. You know, I just, it's cool. Okay. I like it. Uh, oh, okay. And it's raining down here and raining across uh, the country. So uh, Benjamin Franklin quote, the person who deserves most pity is a lonesome one on a rainy day who doesn't know how to read. So go out, help people read. If, you, if you've never been involved in a literacy program, like my friend Julie is, go out and read to kids, teach kids. My grandma committed her later years toward it. The gift of reading is a really important gift. So there you go. It is. Done. Everybody, thanks uh, for listening. We'll be back next week. We're going to be off for a couple of weeks here and there, but we will be back next week. And uh, get your Halloween on. It's happening. Love you, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.